We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I feel like I didn't do a lot of mental prep for this episode. All I do is mentally prep for this podcast. <laughs> mentally, emotionally, physically. physically. It's almost like we have a podcast together. <laughs> wow. Do you think we should start one? Um, maybe. Because we already finished each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. Welcome to the Holy Hour. A podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, speaking of starting a podcast together, the, the men of TikTok are pissed that we have one again. So we're doing oh, something, right? I just... Okay, so every once in a while, we will do, we'll like comment on like something that we haven't heard of before. It's just like some weird thing that men do specifically with their dick and, and or their semen. And like this last time, we were literally just like reading what a listener sent us from Urban Dictionary. Yeah. And the comments of these men were are just like gatekeeping come it's so weird and then um i told my coworker about it and she like pulled it up and she's like why is everyone talking about the 90s and i was like that is the last time that they were socially relevant to be <laughs> so honest fucking like true. like you haven't seen clerks in 1994 no i was three sorry <laughs> yeah and also like what a weird thing it's a to, very like, strange thing to get like very, so like, worked up about like, yeah first of all it's called um snow- snowball snowball it's called snow blowing it's like okay relax first of all um as juliet once said a rose by any other name smells just as sweet which means what you call it doesn't fucking matter and also just like i feel like whenever it's- women <laughs> women say anything men have to like be like oh, well, well actually well, actually, actually, it's called snowballing. It's like, who gives a fuck? First of all, don't admit that, that you know that. Like, why is everybody so proud? I, what I want to know Clerks is, not that cool. is why, I want to know why they're being so specific about what they want someone to call when yeah. they have their own cum spit into their mouth. Like, okay, 
that's weird for you right. to get really, really specific and precious about. Like if you're going to riff off my culture, at least, <laughs> at least get it right. My culture is not your podcast. <laughs> that was so funny when you texted me that. Whenever I get a ha 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 from Liz in all caps, I, I feel like I, I do so, I've done I, something right. I definitely did ha, LOL ha. laugh out loud. Yeah. IRL? Yes. Wow. I was like, that's too fucking good. Hell yeah. What did you say? You were like, oh, we weren't no, I we haven't were too seen busy. Clerks because I'm too busy actually having sex. <laughs> and then Liz I, turned off the comments. I love the attention. Oh, I turned off the comments because I just like, I don't want them to come back. Mm. You know, I don't want them to be, I don't want to be part of their algorithm. Heard. And also, I don't, I don't know. I could rant about how annoying it is constantly, but. I think I ended up on like some Reddit forum for my Pete Davidson hot take that like men are conf- like they, they're pissed off about Pete Davidson doing well because. It's- oh, you mean like someone posted your video on Reddit? Yeah, because like that video is blown up again and like all of the comments are like. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. She's with him because he has a big dick. I'm like, anything just to like... Deflect. Deflect and and, and not take responsibility for just like being easier to be around. That's all that it takes. Mm -hmm. Just be like manageable to be around. Did you see that little video of Kim being like, babe, do you want to take a shower with me? And he throws his phone and he's like off yeah. that is the energy we're talking about i love that he video is so like much. down ass bitch ride for your girl energy mm-hmm. it's not that hard like <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about yeah. as a woman attracted to men exclusively me a man who says i'm only attracted to women yeah. <laughs> but virtue signals for men i know what i'm talking about they, and, then- and i personally wouldn't fuck pete davidson <laughs> I would fuck the guy at the gym. The thing is, though, if I was like, a girl, the, it is so much harder to just like change your personality than it is to like be like, well, it's because he has a big dick. Just if I you want to be fucked, then be have a fuckable be, personality. If you want to be fucked, have a fuckable personality. Amelia Samson. Yeah, that's put that on my on my gravestone. Yeah, it's a good point. If you want to be fucked, have a fuckable personality. I'll fuck the shit out of your personality. Mm-hmm. What what? Uh, little topics do you have oh my god okay i brought props today i think we should start with your mine's more serious so and i only have one thing it's not it's just an interesting discussion that That was was so pretty what the fuck okay we'll be able to hear it i know i hope so i hope y'all got to hear that burb burb i'm such a millennial i'm like doggo pupper sometimes sometimes when i'm on tiktok and i see like something gen z is doing i am like a a hacker like inspecting it like wow what does this mean like and then (laughs) i just think about some of the things that we do and i'm like we are millennials i'm like how can we appeal to gen z in our podcast and then i'm like we don't need to they can have their own fucking thing we i don't need to be like how do we reach these kids that's from reach. south park <laughs> how do we reach these kids yeah how do i reach these kids it's <laughs> eric cartman uh, anyways get these props <laughs> prop me up okay so i was when i was trying to find so i was coming over in boxers today i couldn't find a big t-shirt but when i was looking for the big t-shirt i found something else um 
that I realized I had never shown you, I don't think. Oh my God. Which was, um, so my, I used to go home for Christmas. It was the week before Christmas. I would go to my ex's grandma's house and like his entire fucking family who I don't need to talk shit about, but. Um, she, she could if she wanted to. Bitch. She's choosing not to. Bitch. There were some people in his family that I loved, but anyway. <laughs> It's neither here nor there. I'm fine. But his uncle, like his thing was to get like all of the kids um, like graphic tees that said something on them, like from like oh gift shops. God. He was one of those. He was a, like a repo man. Like he was like a, I don't think I ever saw him laugh. <laughs> Very serious man. So he got me these, his, his uncle got me these two shirts and looking back on them, like, I just want your take on them. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to show you the one that he got me. Um, the second to last year. Okay. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Wait, so what year did he give you this? This was 2018. That's way too late to be saying bye, Felicia. And, like, it feels like an, not a very, like, welcoming. Yeah, it's like, get out of here. Right. So I would interpret that as you are youthful and you know what bye, Felicia means. And he probably just learned what it meant. He's like, Amelia sassy. She would say bye, Felicia. So, or maybe he's heard you say bye, Felicia. Did they, you ever say bye, Felicia? Nope. I don't think I ever really said it either. <laughs> I don't even know where it's from. I just, people would always be like, bye, Felicia. Like, just, it was 2014. Yeah, that's when Eyebrows on Fleek was a thing. Oh, my bye, God. Bye, Felicia. Eyebrows on the- Fleek. I think I said bye, Felicia, maybe, like, in text to, like, some friends, but I never, like, said it in real life. Yeah. I was just, like, I just don't even know. I forgot that it was a thing until yeah, I found so the shirt. Yeah, so did I. So, wow. Unlocking some core memories. So, uh, th- I had the same interpretation as you, but then the, the following year, 2019. <laughs> okay. He got me this shirt. I hope it also says bye, Felicia. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that would be so leave, funny. Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> i can't go to hell satan has r- a restraining order against me that's this is a threat <laughs> this is the uh, aggressive it's like he's trying to send me a message for sure and like i never felt like his uncle liked me but i also his uncle was just like like i said you would never see him laugh i don't think i ever saw him smile he was like a very serious just like what kinds of man. things was he getting other people? Not like that. Like, like what'd they say? Like his, he got um, my ex's little brother who was like, not little, he was like five years younger than us, um, a shirt with a chicken on it that said nice cock. I hate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there was just like, it was stuff like that. It was like tongue in cheek stuff. And then mine was like, I would go to hell, but Satan fucking hates me. <laughs> <laughs> like calling me the devil like and then being like bye felicia it's just like these two things together i look back on it and i'm like i should have i should have gotten the message loud and clear but i didn't honestly this is this is camp <laughs> i love this i kind of want to turn it into a crop top oh my god yes <laughs> i might i think you need to make this a moment and just own it it's a moment you want it you never gonna <laughs> let it go i don't know only get one shot no i should I, this is beautiful it's honestly i think you should unironically wear this it's just ironically ugliest, unironically it's the ugliest shirt i've ever seen i feel like this one got some love i feel like i wore by felicia a few times it's a good bedtime shirt it is that's true it is a good bedtime shirt this is giving me um did your high school plays have shirts 
yeah so yeah like ours. bye bye birdie yes i just this. literally thought of my bye bye birdie shirt it's always in that font with the exclamation yes <laughs> um my mom had a quilt made out of all of my theater shirts cute yeah. that's a great idea i have all of these shirts my mom put in my bottom drawer and put a note on top of it that said shirts that shirts that you need to keep for some reason they're sentimental but mom. i'm never gonna wear them so i should turn them into a i should turn them into a quilt i f- i like can't get over this shirt i can't go to hell satan has a restraining order against me that's so fucking funny it looks like the bad bunny remember like um <laughs> is that was that what it was called um, or naughty bunny oh fuck i can't remember what it's called now someone someone's listening to this right now and screaming i'm pretty sure it's bad bunny but then like bad bunny the rapper has made it sound like i need to look it up Um, i loved those shirts i spent so much time at like spencer's and like hot topic to get those shirts and like the little miss chatterbox shirts too did you ever have those it's like little miss chatterbox little miss social butterfly and it had like the recently been seeing that those like memes right oh god yep um i think i think it's called yeah naughty bunny naughty bunny cute but psycho cute that was the one the cute but psycho that was a big one that was the one it got repurposed too now people have like shirts with like on the little pocket it says cute but psycho like you'll never be naughty bunny (laughs) but you know i just like i look back on these moments with my ex's family and i just should have known and I'm wondering if you've ever been with anybody or you can think of any instances in the past where like there was like loud and clear messages that like people around you were not into your relationship that you just ignored. Um, I mean, well, first, this was not like a loud and clear message that my ex's parents didn't like me because they adored me. But I was like quirky and smart and funny. So uh, the gifts that they gave his brother's girlfriend because she they hated her and she was really boring (laughs) she was super basic uh, which is fine but they didn't like her and um they would just get her like kind of like basic bitch cute stuff and i was like oh that's cute i like that and then they'd get me like the weird quirky girl shit that said like uh yeah my ex's mom bought us pajamas and the one he bought they bought me was a shirt that said like um it was like that let's eat grandma let's eat comma grandma punctuation is important it said that on the pajamas on the shirt (laughs) and the shirt wasn't even comfortable and i was like thanks was it like stitched so like the stitching was itchy no the shirt itself the like just the material, material was wasn't itchy. yeah it wasn't like cotton so i gave it away i never even wore it <laughs> and i should honestly my ex's mom would constantly give me the ugliest shit and i was like thank you so much was she like super proud like make christmas live uh she would be mad that i didn't like it oh and she one time she tried to complain to my mom and my mom was like she's always been like very particular about what she likes so if she doesn't like it don't take it personally <laughs> Because that has been my mom's entire life. Would you pretend that you liked it? As I got older or, well, like, I think in high school, I, like, I would just be like, thank you. And I wouldn't want to wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but to answer your, actually answer your question, like, what have people done to, like, be like, they don't like this relationship? Because I can't think of... The only ex whose friends, like, didn't really like me were the firefighters' friends. 
but that's because they just like wanted him to be a fuckboy and not mm-hmm. be in a relationship. And also, this is gonna sound <laughs> mean, but they're like they're white trash. Mm. They're really trashy. They're super misogynistic. Like gross. Several of them had like meth addictions. So some I was thinking about this recently. I was like, how come he's like in with this crowd? And I wonder if maybe it's because he gets to be like the most like together person of the group. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, maybe it's like a yeah. Yeah, these people make me feel better about stroker. myself. Yeah. I don't know. I could tell when my friends didn't like who I was dating. You know your friends so well. They would choose to not say a lot. Oh. So when I was with Schumann, my two friends who like lived in Vegas that I would spend more like most of my free time with, like when I wasn't with him, they would just be like, mm, okay. And then I guess like when I wasn't around, they're like, God, I hope this fucking ends. Like, <laughs> and then that's how my parents were too. They're like, I guess like if you want to marry this guy, like, okay. Yeah, they knew that you deserved better. Yeah. Um. And then when we broke up, I can't tell you how many people came out of the woodworks to be like, we fucking hated him. And I was like, weirdly, I feel worse now. Thanks, though. <laughs> you know what's so risky, though, is like when people do that, they're like, oh, thank God, we fucking hated him. And then it's like they get back together the next day. It's like I, then they- <laughs> I think everyone knew we were not going to get back together. It happens so often, though. The amount of times I've talked shit about my friend's exes and then they just get right back together with them. Oh, yeah. You're like, oop, oop. There was... Um, I've been watching you actually got me into Curtis Connor I, I, I never watched Curtis Connor before you were like t- you talked about him and I'm like a feminist icon I'm on it he and is. he's fucking fantastic have you seen his girlfriend yes gorgeous she's phenomenal amazing she's just she's just an incredible artist like yeah she uh, she's just in, she's just so talented I had to dig to see what she looked like she had once posted something like on their anniversary that was like just saying how much she loves him and I sent it to it was like you make me feel so beautiful from the top of my head down to the tips of my toes and like I sent it to Anna and she was like I'm legitimately crying right now <laughs> because was, so I was like sweet. I want this I want this love and you just know it's real yeah yeah and he seems crazy about her too and he's just oh my he's God. just incredible he was just like how did I get this fucking babe yeah and he's such a babe because he has a fuckable personality I would peg that personality <laughs> I'll peg the shit out of your I'll personality. I'll peg the shit out of your personality, Curtis Connor. But so I was watching him like um, talk about those fucking idiots on um, Good Bro, Bad Bro. Oh, he talks about them. Yeah. He oh, had a I video with uh, Drew Afuelo about them. Oh, my God. Which it was iconic. Yes. A moment. That was like my Bible. I, I watched it like three times. So I didn't oh, want to miss any of it. it. But a part of that was like one of the dudes. I think he's supposed to be the bad bro. I don't know. They both seem like bad bros. <laughs> but he was the, I think the bad bro. I feel like maybe it's like a like a Gemini type of thing. Like you're both like each of them are both. <laughs> Damn true. There's like there's a good bro and bad bro in each of us. <laughs> Inside you there are two bros. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds kind of nice. I want, <laughs> I want two bros inside Two bros me. inside of me? Yeah. I'm down for the double penetration. Mm. Nope. Um, but he was saying, so one of the guys, one of the podcast guys was like, when you're like shitty to a girl that like, you know, that ruins it for other guys, man. Like then she's always, she's never going to trust dudes after that. And that's like a thought that I have a lot. I'm like, well, men ruin it for other men. But then Curtis Connor paused it and he was like, 
See, even then, they're not giving a fuck about the the woman in the situation. They're giving a fuck about how it affects other men, which is fucked. That's you shouldn't be ni- you shouldn't be nice to women just because it like might fuck it up in the future. You should be nice to women because they're human beings. And I never the internalized misogyny in me has always been like, you know, when a dude is mean, it ruins it for other men. And it's like, yeah, who made him the hero? You yeah. know. That is a really great point, and that's what intersectional feminism is. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So shall we move on to your, your serious topic? Yes. So this is a video from Lad on TikTok, Lad TV. I have retroactive jealousy disorder towards my partner, which means that I'm obsessed with what my partner did in relationships before me. It got to a point where I couldn't see a particular type of car on the road without going into like a mini panic attack. Uh, before I knew what was going on inside my head, I stuck loads of questions on her completely unfairly. Started asking loads of silly questions like, when did you meet him? How long did you spend at this particular place? Until I realized that something was wrong with me. I'm, and when I did, uh, yeah, just got some help and I feel much, much better now. How did you kind of get over it? Was it just talking about it, hearing about it? it? To be honest, it was hearing about it. It was hearing about it and watching a YouTube clip and going into the comments and seeing something like 6,000 comments of other guys going, oh my God, other guys and girls, these girls as well, I should say, mostly guys, but it is girls, um, just saying, oh my God, I'm so glad that I'm not the only person. I thought I was losing my mind. Um, speak out guys, I got directed to a couple of websites and um, just done a lot of work on myself really and a lot of work on my relationship. 
jumped in the gym a little bit more, ate a little bit more healthily, and yeah, it all seemed to work out. I thought this was so interesting mm -hmm. with that there's like an actual term for that feeling of retroactive jealousy disorder, but to the point where you're like obsessive. And it just kind of got me thinking, I don't think I have that, but I definitely identified with it on some level of like kind of feeling like that once I am in a relationship because when you're on the outside of things you can be logical and be like I dated other people and that doesn't mean I feel any differently about my partner now like I love my partner and my past has nothing to do with that like I don't ever want to be in, in a relationship with those people again but I don't know. Something happens once I start to care a lot more about the other person, like the person that I'm seeing. And then I start to just kind of like overanalyze and want to dig up their past and see like who they were dating before me. And I think, I mean, I definitely think a lot of it comes from a place of anxiety because as my therapist constantly likes to remind me, she's like, you're trying to make your feelings logical and that's just not how feelings work. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be like, oh, I understand this now, so this feeling's going to go away. That's not how it works, um, which is disappointing. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be so nice? Yeah. I'm like, wait, I, f I solved the puzzle. Why don't I feel better? Anyways, I think it has a lot to do with um, anxiety of trying to, like, control what's happening like in the relationship in terms of how it turns out and what the future is like because obviously that's just how relationships are they're not always going to work out like yeah that's inevitable yeah um like knowing what happened in the past with past partners is gonna set you up to like want not let those things happen to you or try and make sure that like they're not competition, quote unquote, just things like that. And I don't know how it feels for everyone. Like, I don't know how it felt for this guy. And I also have a lot of respect that he um, decided that this was a problem and he wanted help. Like, he was so like, uncomfortable. I, I don't want to be this jealous, abusive boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I, I really... Like that he was like, I, it was a problem, so I got help. Yeah. And I've been working on myself. It's such an uncomfy that's feeling. That's really proud of. Absolutely. Be admitting that you need help, that's such a fucking strength. Hell yeah. To be like, I could, I can recognize that how I feel is hurtful towards me and my partner. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to grow. That's huge for anyone, <laughs> but like, choose to grow. for a man specifically who doesn't have that same kind of like community that like women typically have to be mm -hmm. like I'm feeling negatively and I feel like I want to get help for it like yeah to they have recognize. so many they have so many more obstacles in terms of toxic masculinity to try mm. and I know that phrase can feel overused sometimes but it, it exists for a reason yeah but like men do have just as many like gender expectations as women yeah totally uh, but they're I think we're doing more to break ours down <laughs> yeah so we have I better mean, communities but. totally we have the permission to mm -hmm. like it's kind of like trendy now to go to therapy mm -hmm. um which is like really a strange that's a big swing from like our parents oh, generation yeah. we're like absolutely it's not cool but to go off of what you were saying like i think that 
the the behavior of like retroactively like trying to gather information is like really and this is basically like what you said but just summing it all up it's like in a bid to like keep yourself safe like yeah exactly you're trying to get answers like well where do you know this guy from so that you can like try to like manage if that's somebody that you should have your antennas up about or not and regardless like if you're feeling anxious you're going to figure out a reason to be anxious about someone and this is like mm-hmm. the same thing with like the snooping I, was, I think I was talking about it last week where like you do it to like it's like a hit of a drug where you like do it to feel better just br- briefly but it's in the long run it's just like pulling you deeper under I feel like it's Absolutely. that kind of thing where you're doing these things to like disprove what you believe but regardless even if you do disprove it you're in this like habit of like who is she where did you meet her? Do you ever text her? Did you ever date her? Like you do all of this stuff to like keep yourself safe and like Geppetto the whole situation when in reality, like that could be somebody that in an extreme sense, like that he like met once and it's like, but then you're going to get deeper and deeper into that thought process of like, okay, but what happened during that one time? Like, do you think about her still? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it feeds off of itself and it's just like such a fucking spiral so it does become this like you know when there's what's the dark spider-man venom or -hmm. something it feels like venom yeah yeah (laughs) inside of you and you're like it's taking over it feels good and awful yeah that's exact it does it feels good and awful because it's like you're you feel awful and then you briefly feel good when you're getting answers and like it's really i mean for him to be getting all of those comments like i'm so glad i'm not alone like so many people feel that way i didn't even look at the comments on this video yeah i wonder what it says but he was saying that the comments yeah yeah. on youtube and stuff oh someone said it's a form of ocd and that makes a lot of sense i definitely was like listening and i was like this is Mm -hmm. this is something related yeah (laughs) yeah obsessive yeah and compulsive (laughs) because it does become habitual Uh uh-huh because you want that confirmation that like release for a second and you get so amped up being like I'm on to something mm-hmm. there's something sus here and I need to confirm <laughs> and, it, and it really is compul- you can't stop thinking about it once you start thinking about it mm-hmm. with mine because I had like o- OCD I was never diagnosed until like later in life when therapists were like that was OCD but like I would do this thing when I was a kid where when something was bugging me it, like if I thought in a way that made me feel better about it, I would have to think about it three times. I would, and I would have to like feel good about it three times before I could move on. And I was noticing that, which is like a huge thing with OCD is mm-hmm. counting. And with my ex, when I was doing this like retroactive jealousy stuff, I would be like, okay, I feel better. Now that I'm like thinking about it, I feel better. And then I'm like, I have to feel better about it three times <laughs> before I can move on from it. And it's like, such That's an, almost it's just like a psychological game. Too. Yeah. I mean, it helps you. It gives you like a semblance of control. It's really strange. But so that's interesting that that that's that somebody said that it's an OCD thing because there really was like an aspect of it that felt compulsive as fuck for me. It's like I can't I can't move on from this until I do this thing three times. And it would like keep me up. Yeah. It's like the human brain being a human. I think I say this once a week. Being a human is fucking exhausting. It really is. I just had a thought. Mm. I had a high idea, but I'm not high. Um, also, someone recently said, like, 
this ep- it was a few episodes ago they're like this is my favorite episode and i want to get high with that. <laughs> i'm flattered but i get paranoid and anxious sometimes anyways my idea was just like if we were on a different planet <laughs> or like i don't know environment um would how we function as people would we be able to like have superpowers of some kind just because we're in somewhere else yeah if we were somewhere else like have you seen uh I literally I can't remember the name of the movie and it's a book um but the Spider-Man guy is in it and the Star Wars girl Daisy Ridley and uh they crash land on like another planet and it's a planet where you can hear men's thoughts oh sick yeah there was a lot of potential but I didn't feel like it was executed the best got it like I thought that was really like you go into a different planet and like depending on your body and brain chemistry you can hear men's thoughts if you could hear men's thoughts would you if you had the choice no i need i need to have a little bit of peace i need to have a li- some peace left what if you could turn it on and off maybe <laughs> um but it would feel a little in- like intrusive like i wouldn't want to do that to my partner because because we all have these thoughts we we all have intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. we also all have some like trigger like inappropriate or mean thoughts yeah. you know yeah like i can i i'll sometimes be very judgmental like without really noticing and then once i consciously catch myself i'm like that's not kind yeah like, yeah yeah and then i let it go i always think about how like, whenever I think about reading people's minds, I think about what people would hear if they were reading my mind. And I have 50 thoughts going at once. It would be fucking chaos. Have you seen those um, simulations of what it's like to have ADHD? No. On TikTok? When I watched them, I was like, thankfully, <laughs> I finally feel, like, seen. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just, um, they're, they're like singing a song in their head and then they're like oh i got to do this but wait shit i just forgot about that and uh-huh. then it's like you're going back and forth and then there's like also side chatter happening and mm-hmm. that's exactly what it's like yeah i feel like people that don't have adhd or like it can be really hard yeah and like you'll be like talking to them and you'll be having a conversation and then like all of a sudden like you'll bring up something that feels completely out of left field but in your mind there's like a very clear connection mm-hmm. it just took you a millisecond to make like 30 different connections to get to that point and I always have to say like I had a thought process here this isn't completely random it's always how I started out because it's like sometimes I'll bring things up and people are like where the fuck yeah you're like I'm not trying to steamroll the conversation <laughs> but I had this thought that makes so much sense I was listening to me. and then I had also a side thought process happening and uh-huh. I need to say it right now or I'm gonna forget it yep yep ADHD baby I wouldn't, honestly I wouldn't have like really known unless you hadn't told me like some of the, when I'm explaining some of the things I do or think or like how how I operate, you're like, are you sure you don't have ADHD? And I was like, <laughs> no. I don't know. I've just been waiting for like a doctor to tell me what's wrong with me. Well, a so. lot of like the the diagnostic criteria for like neurodivergent diagnoses do not they're based off of boys. Yeah, brains. that's true. So like a lot of women don't get diagnosed with autism until later in life because Mm -hmm. like when they were little girls the diagnostic criteria like wasn't fit to like help them actually be diagnosed with that so like I feel like ADHD I it took me so long to get diagnosed like 
there is I have literally every sign that I have ADHD literally every single one and I did really well in school I hate when people think that you don't do well in school because that's you find ways to navigate you learn how to exist with it and all of my doctors were like well you got good grades I'm like I had to (laughs) and you have different um tools when you're a kid living at home like my parents were teachers my mom was like show me your Mm -hmm. your agenda like checking things online like she was making sure that we were getting our work done because she is also a teacher so uh, you know my dad was doing this too so just having parents that were teachers and like they're both like organized (laughs) so they had other processes in place and you have you have like a consistent schedule and you're not doing one thing all day for Mm -hmm. eight fucking hours like you're going to a different class every 45 minutes like it's it was more functional than it is now right yeah so just because someone did well in school or in in college I definitely had a harder time but yeah in high school and middle school I had I just uh, some hormonal changes also trigger it mm -hmm. yeah that's true I just I would just stay up all night and cram like because I wouldn't be able to pay attention in class that's how I got by I would just not sleep and then that doesn't help ADHD my issue with like just constantly fucking winging it people are always trying to like being having a neurodivergence is so trendy right now which is like so like there are a lot of people that are like it's underdiagnosed like crazy but like I saw this meme that was like if you do math this way then like you probably like you have You're ADD. You're bisexual. Yeah. It's like, neurodivergent. You diagnose yourself off of a meme and all of these comments are like oh my god what that's what this is. Blah, blah, blah. That's why I never really took anything seriously like until talking to you and also our psychiatrist yeah 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 because it's like there's so much misinformation everywhere i don't know and comparing like uh genetic related things like noticing genetic nuances among the women in my family Mm -hmm. i was like has anyone done anything about this no okay all right um so yeah. I really do think the answers start with me cool because we're the generation that it's like uh, we're yeah, like it's it, we're allowed to, to seek help without being shamed for it well honestly I do have to say you being so open with me about medication has changed my life really yeah it made me feel way more comfortable seeking out medication because before I was like yeah that I love when people like seek out help and get medi- medicated, but I don't need to do that. Yeah. Because everyone wants to convince themselves that they don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I'm special and my brain will go back to how it was before. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm so sorry to tell you this. That's not how aging works. And also not how chemi- brain chemicals work. Yeah. It's not how <laughs> brain chemicals work, how aging works, how hormones work. So sorry. Um, but you being so open with me about it makes me feel really comfortable being open about it. And I've seen other people, like, because of how much we talk about it, like, other people have confided in me that they're seeking out getting medication treatment as well. That makes me so happy. And I just want everyone to feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, getting help and addressing it. Right. Because I think it should be normalized. That's why they exist. Our psychiatrist was like, when you break your leg, you go to the hospital and get a cast. Mm-hmm. 
it's like that's the i mean obviously medication isn't the route for everybody obviously but like and it takes so much trial and error which can feel so defeating yeah god the first time when i got on lexapro mm -hmm. yeah you and i switched yeah, we did. We swapped places. I'm I'm like, maybe I need something else. Also, we'll see. when we'll you see. pick a psychiatrist, make sure you have to, like pick someone that like lets you go at your own speed. Our psychiatrist is oh, a nurse amazing. practitioner. So yeah. she's but my, the psychiatrist I had before I had we had her awful. And he just kind of threw drugs at me. And that's really easy to feel like the drugs are controlling your life rather than like. Yeah, you, you're making this conscious decision. You're integrating it into your life. You're, you're going at the pace that you feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, you're you're paying attention to how you feel. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just having a psychiatrist who listens is so life-changing. It makes Because a huge I never difference. had a psychiatrist before, mm -hmm. but after hearing you talk about her and like being like you need you need to go see her yeah that helped so much and then Good. now it's like you know we have this psychiatrist who's like i love you like yeah oh my god i know and she's like you're on such an amazing path and you're like oh my god are you my godmother like can you record that so i give you my alarm in the morning yeah will you will you record daily affirmations for me oh my god she would be the best at that she's such a sweet kind human i love her so much but it makes sense like as a nur nurse practitioner why she has like such great bedside manner yeah because doctors typically don't <laughs> oh my god y'all my last psychiatrist i never met him in person but he he would always have his camera like you could only see like his nose up he was like one of those he was like too <laughs> old to figure out how to like move his webcam when down. you're like facetiming with your parents and yeah. they're like yeah <laughs> is this thing on i gotta put my readers on should we do a sex fact of the week and sex fact of the week the more you We're gonna try and have the more you hoe merch. Mr. Liz is gonna was gonna design something. Mm -hmm. He thought it was funny. Fuck yeah, he did. See, that's another thing. Whenever you laugh at my text and whenever Mr. Liz thinks anything that I say or do is funny, I ride that high for like a week. He is hard to make laugh. So he's one of those people that you don't. He doesn't just like give you a compliment of any sort unless you deserve it. And I really appreciate those people. He has just like a particular vibe that I don't think he's aware of. And it's of just like great. people want his approval, but he wants zero attention. <laughs> and so he's like, I want to be one of those people that just like <laughs> everyone wants your approval, but but they don't understand that you just have social anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is from Enkai Relations, E N K I Relations dot com, and the article is. Top 30 weird sex facts you may not know. I'll have to bookmark this. Fuck yes. Women are more willing to commit adultery during their ovulation than any other time throughout their cycle, most notably due to their body's desire to fertilize the ovulated egg. I was about to say, biologically based, baby. For a second, I'm, go I'm going to show my hand here and admit that I was a fucking dumbass. I don't know why adultery, I thought, meant, like, kill your spouse for a second. That's what I thought. I was like, they're In more willing to, does. like, they're more willing to commit murder <laughs> when they're <laughs> ovulating. That's way less interesting. I thought, so when I originally thought that, I was like, ooh, this is a good one. Oh, spicy murder. <laughs> fucking idiot. Moida. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Why sweatingly? <laughs> why sweatingly? Uh, let's These see if lovelies. I can find a better one, then. Because that 
it's just me being stupid i liked that one uh let's go all the way to 28 oh okay this is i'd say this is interesting orgasms along with sneezes cannot be voluntarily stopped once they have started because they are physiological responses to an event inertia inertia and i'm gonna try to figure out a pun there give me a sec because i know it's between orgasms and nope just the, the inertia but like in terms of an orgasm inertia inertia these nuts <laughs> nice thank you it's better than i'm probably gonna <laughs> do so we can just move on inertia these nuts i don't know what that means no but... me neither no but that you know that makes sense yeah like i've never tried i've never tried to stop an orgasm usually that's the goal. i have tried to stop an orgasm yeah i have a, i was having With, a... like edging no oh yeah actually. that is really hard too yeah and you're like so close if someone tries to edge you yeah like oh i can't stop it Mm -hmm. no there it is but like if you're like i don't know if i ever told you the story of when i got walked in on i was hooking up with this guy in college well right before college and then he's i actually did i think i talked about he's the one that i ran into at a party in college and he was like i'm gonna break both your legs do you remember that story no what the fuck oh yeah this guy he was fucking crazy i think he might listen he's we're like fine now you know he like apologized but him and i hooked up for like a few years in high school hooked up like made out and he was my first hand job he ate me out in a hot tub <laughs> amelia you have just said a series of things <laughs> i've never heard before we have had a sex and dating podcast for two years and i haven't heard any of the things you've just said once not even once yeah, I haven't talked okay, about it. First hand job, ate you out in a hot tub. How did that work? I don't know. He was, he was like waterboarded himself. He d- went underwater. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Sorry. Sometimes yeah. I just say things and. And it was before I started shaving my vagina, and that was like an age where like that really, really mattered. That like I wasn't prepared in my mind. I didn't shave, and that was a that was so fucking embarrassed. And I had like full bush. I had like never shaved my vagina, and it was wet. Ever? How old were you? Seventeen okay yeah i just didn't shave then because i read in cosmo girl that like the hair is there for a reason and it is and i was like well then i guess i'm never shaving it um and then after this guy ate me out in a hot tub i was like that was pretty bad i'm going to shave my vagina (laughs) so that was the impetus well the nice thing probably is that since you were in a hot tub waterboarding himself because <laughs> you're in a hot tub is probably like floating out of his face yeah it, there were so many other things he had to worry about like not drowning totally. <laughs> that's fair but like the feeling of wet pubes not cute there are but there you're are sexier things submerged in water you're not like i mean it was like out. i was my i was my hips were were like breaching the water so like okay i was like half in half out so I'm he surprised was half that in, half out. You were like, you let him do that. I thought it was pretty dope. Oh. And then we dry humped watching um, Happy Gilmore. That sounds like a beautiful <laughs> evening as <laughs> dumbass teenagers. But the reason I bring this up is yeah. this guy. So right before college. Um, well, I need to hear the breaking legs thing. Is that I'll what you're getting no, to? Uh, so that happened after. So I'll tell that story first. I ran in at a party in college and he was I'm like so blacked stressed. out drunk. Okay. He was like, no, lights were on and nobody was home. And I was like, hey. And 
he said something along the lines of like it was something about like me like swerving him or turning him down which i had never done i was like obsessed with this guy and i was like okay and i wasn't nearly as drunk as him so i was like i need to like manage the situation and he looked me right in the eyes he's like i'm gonna break both of your fucking legs yeah and i was like okay and then i told him about it the next day and he was like did you deserve it yeah and i was like fuck you what were you wearing (laughs) yeah something that deserved a leg breaking yeah (laughs) what the fuck yeah and then years and years and years and years later i like i ran in him on campus and so it was like that must have been my senior year he was a super senior and um he was like why don't why didn't we keep talking all through like how have you been and i was like well you told me you're gonna break both my legs at a party freshman my and freshman you year asked if i deserved to have my legs broken yeah he was like what the fuck and he had a very genuine apology we're not friends but we're like fine you know mm-hmm. um but like don't say that to someone anyway so the story <laughs> so the, how this came up inertia i was <laughs> the summer going into college he was already it was his, after his freshman year so i was going into my freshman year and we were making out at his mom's house on his couch upstairs in his bonus room. The and, bonus room. Uh-huh. The good old bonus room. The bone us room. Hey. Uh, nice. That was good. <laughs> bone us room. That made up for my lack of inertia pun. Um, but he uh, asked me if I had ever given anyone head. At that point, I hadn't. But the first time I gave head was to his friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he like i was we were like fuck we were doing hand stuff and he like pulled out his dick and was like have you ever given head and i was like no and then that is not a good way his dick was in my face and i was like he was like and so i was like about to i was like in the middle of like about to come and his mom comes in no with his dick in my face (laughs) and she was very not cool about it she was like she like said his name and she was like yeah she's like you've got to go home to me oh my god it liz it was oh fucking why the fuck have you not told me this i don't know i must have suppressed this mem i have to show you this guy too because we also were had a conversation have you ever been walked in on yeah and i hadn't during sex but but this was dick and face he had his hips right at my face and his mom walked in wait what were you what were you guys doing where you were about to come he was i was he was he had a um it wasn't like a vibrator it was like a massage thing that like i guess he like found um it didn't have any like batteries in it It was like one of those like three-pronged things um that like he was like reaching back and then like he handed me to like keep masturbating with while he was unzipping his pants and pulling his dick out for the question about have i given head before and then like this was all happening like really really fast and then she walked in oh my god while his dick was all the way out in my face and i was mid-orgasm were you clothed Mm -hmm. i was clothed yeah but it was summer so i was wearing shorts so it was like Uh yeah it was like a reach through kind of situation um so luckily i had clothes on he i remember exactly what he was wearing he was wearing a white t-shirt and those like <laughs> um like utility cargo shorts that had like no, all the pockets you yeah. wanted a blowjob in cargo shorts <laughs> <laughs> oof 
Yeah, and then that was the last time him and I hooked up. And wow. then the first time I saw him in college, I made out with one of his friends right when he walked in. I just like didn't know who I had never met him before, but I was like fucking feeling myself. That one. Mm-hmm. Come here. <laughs> yep, pulled him into a room, made out the- with him. College is the only time behavior like that is more acceptable. Uh-huh. I don't want to say it's entirely acceptable. It's more of like a vibe situation. Yeah. You can't just assault someone. No. It's like a moment where you're like, you want to make out? Uh huh. And they're like, hell yeah let's fucking go mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened it was like a really like inappropriate place for my, my I've roommate done that so many times where you're just like that one yep come here yep come over here i'm gonna pull you into this room and my roommate was Honestly, throwing up in the powerful. bathtub it was very it was very very your powerful. roommate's puking what puking a time to shine in the bathtub and people were like going into the bathroom and peeing while she was like puking in the bathtub it was like a college party and there were maybe that is the ten people at it. College. It was like a weird thing. situation, but I ended up dating. Um, I was homie hopping in that group. So, nice. um, cargo pant blowjob guy. <laughs> then the friend that I pulled into a room to make out with, and then I started dating his friend, and he's the one that was like, t- like bragging about all these girls he was fucking while he was like forcing me to be exclusive with him. <sighs> the oh, waiter, man. The waiter, we've talked about him in the past. Anyway, so this has completely gone off the rails, but I am familiar with such inertia. As will you, will you define inertia? Yeah, so it's like, an, it's like a, I think it was a Newton. I think it was one of Newton's laws. Orgasms are Newton's law. <laughs> you, make the rules. We are a science podcast, if you didn't know. The more you how. <laughs> we teach you something every week. You didn't know we were a science podcast come on but inertia is um the law that when something is motion it will remain in motion unless something stops it you described that beautifully thank you so much love that thank you i'm a science bitch i know all about like the james webb uh, telescope um have you been seeing pictures i have i that's what i was watching before i, I came over here <laughs> i helped facilitate a few memes sadly that's fucking cool <laughs> i'm so hyped about this anyway the more you, you ho. Ho. that was nice i i harmonized with you on that one i let you i went pick low the tone. first yeah yeah pretty cute all right well let's call it a let's call it a night it's a night farewell sweet baby angels thine children are vine children thine oh thine children i was like we do we did watch vine we did watch we vine. are unfortunately millennials we're young millennials. Yeah, we are. Okay. Uh, but I have been having a crisis where I'm like, we just need to let Gen Z like do their thing. And it's okay if I'm not socially relevant to them anymore. What the same way that these fucking old guys in our comments will stop quoting clerks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we love you. Our children. <laughs> It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com